Welcome to another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite Podcast. I'm your host, John Wolf, with my co-host, Devin Gray. Baller. He is so baller. He's so chill. He's sitting here with some uh, gold chains and a clock around his neck right now. He did upgrade upgrade my uh, my chains. Yep. They're, it's fantastic. They're gold. And you know what? We're going to even do something very special for you, Devin. Today, we're going to put you on a plane, and we're going to send you to Bermuda. But you gotta go through the triangle first. Nah, 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 nah. Basically, where I was going. <laughs> I climbed into the hills. I, I would, I'm romantic. I would like Bigfoot to exist. FBI, open up! One type is about three feet tall, very dark, not humanoid at all. Yet lizard looking. The creatures that I have seen mostly have been the. Uh, to the search for truth, little grey men, little grey men from outer space who actually abduct humans. Intro, intro, intro. Okay, hey, and we're back. <laughs> Intro, intro. <laughs> Damn it, now I have to put that in. Yeah, no, it was good. Fuck. It was good. It was solid. <laughs> All right, so Devin, today we're talking about the Bermuda Triangle. Have you ever been to the Bahamas or the Bermudas? Are you talking about that song about heart? No, that's Barracuda. Oh. <laughs> A little bit of foreshadow there. Oh, wow. Mm, uh Yeah, uh, that's where uh, Amelia Earhart went down, right? Supposedly, where was uh? Wait, Actually, what, I thought she what went was down she, over the North Sea. What was she flying in? Fuck, we have to really. Yeah, we no, no, can't talk about Amelia Earhart. That's a future episode. We have to cover her this season. Wait, wait, but but what was she flying in? A plane. Oh, <laughs> I invented. That. <laughs> Told you I'd get it in. I invented Fuck! the airplane. Did you now? What was your name? Uh, either Wilbur or Orville. Meanwhile, I invented. I'm the gonna airplane. look my own name up on Google because I don't fucking know. The Wright brothers, ladies and gentlemen, uh, they were wrong. <laughs> I invented the airplane. Such a good joke. Oh, so Eric Eric Bedore is a fucking <laughs> comedic genius. <laughs> God, Shout I hope out he, to Good Morning from Hell. God, I, I uh, you oh. know what? A wet dream of mine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pause, Lazar. <laughs> Tell me more. Season one. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is any, gold already. Literally anybody from Rooster Teeth, like, tweeting me and being like, hey, I heard a joke you said on that podcast. <laughs> it was actually really funny. Because uh, I actually tweeted to Gavin Free uh, something that no, he said. Really? I, I tweeted something to him because he said something fucking stupid <laughs> funny and no one commented on it at all. Rooster Teeth, we love you yeah, we and we support all your shows uh, by our listener count. <laughs> I need a drink. Oh, really? Here you go. There's one right here in front of you. Oh, gee, thanks. Much stronger. Yeah. Well, it's straight. Well. Welcome to my world. 
So in case you didn't know from the first season, I drink all my liquor straight uh, with a little bit of ice. Uh, Devin, we have a lot to cover, Devin. Yeah, exactly. So let's let's back up a little bit. <laughs> you know, the longer we, uh, longer I keep you tied up in my basement here, I feel like we're starting to laugh the same. Like our laughs are starting to like synchronize. It's great. This is fantastic. We definitely laugh at the same shit. That's for sure. <laughs> we we both laugh at the really low brow, low hanging fruit, super low. Like nobody gives a fuck. Joe Rogan. Joe. Joe, where you at, Joe? Bro, you want to, Brosif bro. Rogan? Bro, Rogan? Brosif Rogan? You gonna you gonna hit us up, bro? Come on, woman can be on the show, bro. I don't think he would go on our show. I think we would go on his show. That's what I said. I want to get that, on his show. I want to be on the Brosif Rogan show. And that almost certainly will never happen. <laughs> the two have done nothing <laughs> to contribute to the fucking topic at all. I, you didn't even start the topic. To I tried. All right. And then we went up Brosif Stalin, then we went Brosif Rogan, and then we went no, Brosif it's Goggin. St- it started with it started with Bromuda. Bro. This is look, if you follow the twine all the way back, it starts <laughs> with you. It's your fault. <laughs> I'll see what fits and I'll see what doesn't. All right, all right. All right. Uh, but you know what? If you're part of our Patreon, you'll get to hear all of the craziness that we've tried to start the show three times now. Um <laughs> God bless. This is time number four. Um, today we're talking about the Bermuda Triangle, uh, which might Amelia actually Earhart be a, down? what? Isn't that where Amelia Earhart went down? I you know what? Don't start that again. Water looks what like water. What are you wa- talking about? You're water? not a sailor. Boat life, lake life, hashtag lake life all last year, bitch. Shut lake up. Lake life is different than fucking ocean life, man. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. And also, I'm more of a, a like a geographical like flyer than anything. So like for real, when it comes to oceans, water looks like water, okay? You don't fly over the Atlantic and it doesn't have giant fucking yellow words. I can point I can It doesn't point, have giant letters point, that says it's the goddamn give a Atlantic. Give me a globe. I can tell you where every single ocean is. I have a globe, but not in this studio. We're getting a globe in this studio. Holy fuck, there's a globe. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. This P- is Pacific's on the right, Atlantic's on the west. No. The Earth is flat. <laughs> and none of this matters because the Earth is a hollow spoon. <laughs> exactly. Thank God we came back to the fucking first episode of season two. We have not even had that much to drink. This doesn't make any sense. Why are we falling apart? Like You know what it is? We're recovering from last episode where you assaulted me. I ran out of salt. I'm just cut it all. Leave the salt part, though. Welcome back. We're here talking about the Bermuda Triangle. Ah! <laughs> How are we doing today, I'm Devin? I'm in pain! <laughs> I'm in pain! He's in pain. We can't fucking breathe. Ah! We, we, ah! We've been on a journey. I need bourbon. It's been 14 minutes of us trying to start the show. Oh, this is why we don't do show, two, two shows a day. This is why All we right. don't do two shows a day. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, again? Okay. All right. Uh, thank you for putting through that intro. Um, if I leave anything or add anything, you know what's going on. If not, fuck it. You'll find out on Patreon. Um, Devin, today we're talking about the Bermuda Triangle. 
how do you feel about that? Be professional, damn it. All right. <laughs> he just smacked himself in the face. No, my, uh, he just smacked himself in the face. <laughs> We're not drunk, I swear to God. Uh, interesting factoid that I know about the Bermuda Triangle. It's <laughs> no, 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 we got this. We got this. this. <gasps> well, why don't you go ahead and read the ad for our sponsor for this episode? Oh, yeah. Liquid Death. Ad. Oh, yeah. let me tell you all about Liquid Death here. Do that for like five seconds. When a group of teenagers set off into the mountains for a weekend of drinking regular water in plastic bottles, they became haunted by an aluminum can of mountain water that was dead set on murdering their thirst and recycling their souls. Once cracked open, no thirst is safe from liquid death. After ritual... After ritually dismembering its thirst victims, this brutal can of water used to serve the body parts of dead thirst to build itself a flesh suit, which it used as a disguise to get a job in marketing. But, like, but, never disguised, never took the job. It just murdered a bunch more thirst instead. Don't stop. Ingredients, mountain water slash CO2, hashtag death to plastic. We donate 10% of the profit from every can Oh, yeah, tell me more. To help kill plastic pollution. Visit liquiddeath.com, and that's our sponsor for the day, John. Woo! <laughs> All right, so let's get to the real fucking topic. So the Bermuda Triangle, Devin is a mythical section of the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, did you know the Atlantic is on the East Coast? <laughs> I, did know, I did know that. Now that I read it, it makes sense. <laughs> you know, it, it's roughly bounded by Miami, <laughs> Bermuda, and Puerto Rico. <laughs> Who would have guessed? <laughs> Where dozens of ships and airplanes have mysteriously disappeared through unexplained circumstances. Unexplained circumstances surround some of these accidents, including one in which the pilots of a squadron of U.S. Navy bombers, which we'll talk about later, mm -hmm. became disoriented while flying over the area. I am familiar. The with planes that story. were never okay. found. I am familiar with that story. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> Other boats and planes have seemingly vanished from the area in good weather without even radioing a distress message. Just boop through a wormhole. Okay, calm down. But although myriad fanciful theories have been proposed regarding the Bermuda Triangle, none of them prove that mysterious disappearances occur more frequently there than any other well-traveled section of the ocean. In fact, people navigate the area every day without any incident whatsoever. It happens all the time. Mm, it does. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> the legend of the Bermuda Triangle. Devin, what do you know about the Bermuda Triangle? Um, it's kind of like one of those things where <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, uh, I really thought the Bermuda Triangle was like a big fucking deal. It um, is. In the same way that I thought quicksand was going to be a really big problem what happened to quicksand did quicksand just stop uh, killing people like what happened no i think that when we watched tv programs as children 
There's a lot of quicksand, and there was some stuff about Bermuda Triangle. And as a kid, you tend to blow these things up in your mind. As an adult, it's kind of like, oh. I literally have never seen quicksand in my life. I've literally never. I've also literally never been to the Bermuda Triangle, and I've had no issues with the Does anybody the live? Triangle. Does anybody live near where quicksand could be possible as a thing? And can you go find out how dangerous it is for me? Whoa. Gray Man Mita does not support <laughs> jumping into quicksand. What I mean is, you know, throw something into it. Okay, yeah, that I can get on board with. I just want to know. I, I want you to tell me where quicksand is, and I... Under your dime, through support of our merch, will um, <laughs> go and find this quicksand. More specifically, I want to just stand in quicksand in the safest way possible. You know, the Mythbusters actually covered that. That was, was kind of interesting. Are we talking about sand or are we talking about the Mermuda Triangle? I'm it's, talking about. I think in both both of them, you know, equal mysterious disappearances. Devin, what is happening? What do you think about the Bermuda Triangle, Devin? Oh fuck. I don't really have any strong opinions about this. Okay, all right, all right, all right, I got it. Fine. I believe that there is a triangle. <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> all right. All right, here's what. Fuck, I dropped my grunt. <laughs> dropped my blunt. No, I don't smoke, sir. Uh, grunt. I think that um, I think that the that the area of that of the Atlantic Ocean that is considered to be the Bermuda Triangle. There's some weird stuff that's happened. Some stuff that like you can't really explain off. But also at the exact same time nowadays, people there are thousands of ships that go through that area mm. uh, every week, I, and yeah. nothing happens. So I don't know. Maybe it was a result of poor technology and poor weather reporting back in the day because it seems like it happened a lot longer ago mm. than now, mm. but I don't know. Well, I, I like your points, yeah. I, I, I know, and I'm glad you said those things because now we're going to touch upon them. Well, touch touch away, please. We're going to touch them. <laughs> so the legend he, of the Bermuda... Can you not tell we've been recording for a few hours? <laughs> <laughs> Something happened. I definitely can hear a difference when I re-edit this. I'm like, oh, that's drunk, that's drunk John. The legend of the Bermuda Triangle is as such. The area referred to as the Bermuda Triangle or the Devil's Triangle. Mm-hmm. I've heard that also. Off of the southern tip, just the tip, of Florida. When Christopher Columbus sailed through the area. Christopher on, Columbus. When Christopher Columbus sailed through the area on his first voyage to the New World. He reported that a great flame of fire, probably a meteor, crashed into the sea one night, and that strange light appeared in the distance a few weeks later. He also wrote about erratic compass readings, perhaps because at that time, a sliver of the Bermuda Triangle was one of the few places on Earth where true north and magnetic north actually lined up. Now, did you know, after gaining widespread fame as the first person to sail solo across the globe, Joshua Slocum disappeared on 1909 voyage from Martha's Vineyard to South America. That is what? Though, it's unclear what exactly happened, 
Many sources later attributed his death to the actual Bermuda Triangle. Did you say that that person was supposed to be the first person to circumnavigate the globe? No. Oh, okay, then continue. I'm sorry, I thought I that's said what you said. he was the first person to sail solo. Oh, yeah, that I'm sure that was a bitch. Yeah, by himself on a sailboat, yeah, solo, yeah. insane. Very difficult. How do you do that? Like, you have to sleep. It's, I guess you just anchor. Martha Vinny, the Florida back then on a sailboat would still take you about a week. That's what I'm, I don't know about a week, but it would have taken a long fucking time. In 1909. Time. There's no engine. Traditional sailboat. You got no traditional engine. Traditional sailboat. Yeah. you're. Yeah, it's and, a week. And you're solo. You have you to wait go, on wind it, conditions, you, weather conditions. Yeah, you, you can't, and you can't go full speed because mm-hmm. if you go full speed while you're doing solo on a sailboat, I mean, you're, you're going to wreck. Well, there's Devin, no I highly <laughs> doubt there's that many fucking rocks like there is in the game that we play. <laughs> no, dude, you can because if you catch a if you catch if you hit a wave wrong, you know, because you, you got to have somebody to steer the boat, but also somebody to mess with all the all the all the sails and stuff. Yeah. If you're going full speed and you hit a rogue wave or something like that, you're fucked. Um, I'm not an expert. I, I'm not either. I'm just. I guessing. don't claim to be a. I'm a, just a, a, a seaman at whatsoever. You fucker. I was at some point. But I'm not now. You son of a bitch. <laughs> All I'm saying, Devin, is that, you know, it is completely plausible that this was an accomplished task. Oh, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it would have... All I was saying was, like, good for him for trying. I mean, yeah. Because that would have been a motherfucker. And actually, you know what? I'm going to do further research, and I might comment on it again later in a different episode. But uh, I believe somebody actually has successfully solo navigated. Now, nowadays, it's... Probably a lot easier to do. Sail only, no engine. Yeah, you, you could still do that because you'd have better weather reporting and all that kind of stuff. No tech. There's only Zool. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fucking... And almost no one will know that nowadays. <laughs> but you got it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm old. No, the fact that you got it means everything to me because nobody gets it when I make those references. Right. We're old, dude. There's only Zool. <laughs> I think really, truly, after you get 25, you you start making references that that kids nowadays do not understand. Even people older than us don't and, get. It. And then it get and then it gets even further and further the older yeah. you get. Well, I remember this when I was 10, so that's what I'm going to make a reference to. There is no Peter, only Zool. <laughs> Which, by the way, maybe a side bar. You that, know the bar you buy sides at. That, anyway. <laughs> So William Shakers, <laughs> so William Shakespeare, so William Shakespeare's play, The Tempest, which was, uh, as some scholars claim, based on a real life Bermuda shipwreck. Funnily enough, um, in Andromeda Mass Effect, um, that was the name of the ship mm. that you flew. You you flew the Tempest. I thought that was kind of funny. I don't know if many people got the reference, but I, I did, and I thought that was like actually kind of funny. Uh, basically, because the ship did wreck, and it was very far out from sea, and nobody knows exactly what happened to it. Now, uh, it may have enhanced the area's... It may have enhanced the area's aura of mystery. Nonetheless, reports of unexplained disappearances did not really capture the public's attention until the 20th century. Now, an especially infamous tragedy occurred on March 1918 when the USS Cyclops. Whoa. 
a 542-foot-long Navy Whoa. cargo ship with over 300 men and 10,000 tons of magnesium were on board. Did it sink? It sank somewhere between Barbados and the Chesapeake Bay. Whoa, that's no bueno. No, no sé. Nope. The Cyclops never sent out an SOS distress call, despite being equipped to do so. And extensive research found no wreckage whatsoever. What were they using? Seats. Were they using telegraph or? They were using telegraph, actually, and they had uh, radio wave signals at that point. Do you think that that was messing with the ionosphere? No, I don't know. We'll have to listen to a different episode to find that out. <laughs> Only God and the sea knows what happened to this great ship. So says U.S. President Woodrow Wilson. In 1941, two of the Cyclops' sister ships similarly, similarly vanished without a trace along nearly the same exact route, adding to the mystery of the Bermuda Triangle. Now, a pattern allegedly began forming in which vessels transferring, uh, traversing the Bermuda Triangle would either disappear or be found abandoned with no human life's ever being seen on board. Oh, fuck off. Then in, nine, in December of 1945, five Navy bombers carrying 14 men took off from yep. Fort Lauderdale, Florida, mm -hmm. airfield in order to conduct practice bombing runs over some nearby shoals. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually familiar with this story specifically. Okay. okay. I'll let you comment. But with... The compass apparently malfunctioning on all aircraft. Mm -hmm. The leader of the mission, known as Flight 19, the most popular flight in the Bermuda Triangle lore, got severely lost. All five planes flew aimlessly until they ran low on fuel and were forced to ditch their aircraft at sea. That same day, a rescue plane and its 13-man crew also disappeared after a massive weeks long search failed to turn up any evidence and the official naval navy report declared that it was <laughs> the official naval navy report the I official naval fuck the official navy report declared that it was and quote as if they had flown to mars there was no recollection or evidence that they were ever there to begin with now, the Bermuda Triangle theories and counter theories. Let's go into that. Sure. Because I, I have a theory. Oh, okay. Well, let me hear it. This is a good spot. Wait, really? You want me? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, again, the majority of the, like, uh, problems that have happened uh, in the past, uh, it is in the past for a reason. And I think that that traditionally, um, I think traditionally, um, a lot of these accidents happen in the Bermuda Triangle because uh, uh, people who were flying and sailors alike were probably using um, traditional uh, instruments with their compasses, which rely on the Earth's mag magnetism. Magnetism. Yeah. Is that right? Is that yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I don't, I don't think it's proven. I haven't actually looked it up. I would assume, or maybe even speculate that 
there might be some kind of weird gravitational anomaly in the Bermuda Triangle that causes traditional compasses that rely on that to kind of fuck shit up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas nowadays, we use compasses that are less... Why are you laughing? I am I, am I playing into your shit? No, go ahead. I, I, I must be playing into your shit really well. <laughs> go huh? ahead, David. Uh, <laughs> so, um... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. So I, I'm again. I I don't know. I haven't done all the, the research on it like you have, but um, I assume that because of that, the reason that nowadays there's no real big accidents that happen is because we probably use more technologically advanced compasses and instruments that don't rely on actual Earth magnetism, but actually just use a computer program to tell them where true north is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my guess. Yeah. And you'd be very accurate in saying so. And it's funny that you get that without having any information or common knowledge. Well, oh, I'm glad you mentioned that, Devin. So here's the reason being. Theories actually tend to uh, culminate around a lot of the aircraft air disappearances to water spouts. Therefore causing mysterious disappearances because apparently these water tornadoes, these water spouts, these- they tend to whip up due to the high density of barometric pressure um, in the atmosphere. Sure causing a huge amount of wind turbulence, especially back then for pilots and um, aircrafts that were not well-equipped to deal with such kind of wind pressure. Absolutely. Um, and pull them s- swiftly down into mm-hmm. the depths of the Bermuda Triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one theory, therefore, however, that causes many disappearances. So it is interesting that you make that point. Well, I made a point about magnetism, magnetism, and then you said this other thing about water tornadoes. So I don't, I don't really know where well, the, that the co- magnetism that connection. Well, I was, I was going to go, I was going to go into that point of the magnetism as well. So <laughs> the um, the mix of magnetics in instruments. So think about it: if you're flying through a storm, you have uh-huh. no visuals whatsoever, so you cannot see eye eye. You know, okay. You're you're a pilot. You can't see anything. Sure. Your instruments are all fucked up. What? What it was your most common direction you're going to try and attempt to do? I would imagine you would try to circle back to wherever you came from. So if that you was- would to try and get out of the storm's radius. What does that have to do with mag- magnetism fucking up a compass, which would be the primary instrument mm-hmm. of direction for vessels on the water okay. or yeah. in the air? What does a water spout or flying? What does that have to do with anything? So in the cockpit of an airplane, uh-huh. you have basically, to put it simply, four main instruments that you need sure. to pay attention to. Everything mm-hmm. else could fucking fall to the wayside. It doesn't matter. You have four main instruments. This is going to also work for naval because we've had many shipwrecks in this area. I'll get to that point okay. in the second okay. half. Okay. Um, but in aeronautics, you have four main instruments you need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. You have your point of direction, so your compass. You have your altitude sensor which can also actually be affected by high levels of magnetism. Mm-hmm. You also have your uh, wind speed and your knots. Sure. High altitudes, or I'm sorry, not high altitude, but uh, high degrees of magnetism can actually affect those metal instruments in older aircraft. Sure. As well as you have your final and fourth most important instrument. Mm-hmm. You have your, uh, your fuel and pressure gauges. Sure. That's, that's the fourth most important thing you need to pay attention to. Okay. All right, so... When you're flying aircraft, those are the four main things you need to pay attention to. Right. Now, in older aircraft, all built my metal parts, everything that can be affected by heavily 
magnetic sources. If you put a magnet over him, it'll fucking throw him all off to degrees. Mm -hmm. Now imagine you're flying over a central magnetic point. Mm -hmm. That will fuck all of those instruments up, so you don't know what's up or down. Can I, can I pause for and a you're second? you're in a storm. Hold can I pause no, Lazar? Yeah, you can quick. pause Lazar after I spit. All these instruments are fucking up at the same time. And in the Bermuda Triangle, uh, the ocean currents are so strong that anything that does crash into them can carry them miles upon miles away from that actual crash location, sure. therefore losing them forever. So we've established that in older vehicles, older vessels, land or sea, are using these kind of older technologies that are based on magnetism, right? Yep. And I mean, outside, outside of the Bermuda Triangle, these these tools work just fine. Is, is that a correct statement that, that outside of the Bermuda Triangle, it seems to be that these are relatively reliable instruments? I mean, not 100%. I mean, relatively reliable. Yes. Okay. So... And now that we've covered our bases, that th these are all instruments that are relying on magnetism and that these are all older vessels, does that not prove what I said earlier, being that nowadays we don't have problems in the Bermuda Triangle because we're using newer technology that doesn't revolve around magnetism, and we did have problems before because there might be just very simply, instead of something spooky going on, just a magnet. A magnetic anomaly in the Bermuda Triangle? No. Uh, and why is because that? Because as recent as, like, I believe between 2008 and 2018, mm -hmm. those 10 years, there has actually still been um, mysterious disappearances within the Bermuda Triangle. But I believe you were saying something about the turn of the 20th century, and that was when it was really prolific. And we haven't quite got there yet. I can't wait to hear more. Fantastic. Great segue. <laughs> so here's the deal. In 1964, Bermuda Triangle Theories and Counter Theories. By the time author Vincent Gatiss coined the phrase the Bermuda Triangle, in 1964, magazine article, additional mysteries, accidents had occurred in the area, including three passenger planes that went down despite having just sent an all's well message. Which is, you know, a standard message usually sent by uh, planes after, you know, the 1950s showing that, you know, travel is well, everything's good, you know, to radio towers and frequencies that are able to receive it. Charles Berlitz, whose grandfather founded the Berlitz Language Schools, stoked the legend even further in 1974 with a sensational bestseller about the legend. Now, since then... Scores of fellow paranormal writers have blamed the Triangle's supposed lethalness on everything from aliens to Atlantis and sea monsters to time warps and reverse gravity fields. Whereas more scientifically minded theorists have pointed out magnetic anomalies that do actually exist. Now, water spouts or huge eruptions of methane gas from the ocean floor could also be some of the very real causes of actual ship sinkings, not aircraft. Now, that's why they're trying to explain some of the other theories that could possibly explain it. Now, in all probability, however, there is no single theory that involves or solves the mystery itself. 
A lot of the mysteries and explanations seem to explain parts of the, of the mystery, but nothing ever completely explains what's actually happening here. Now, as one skeptic put it, trying to find a common cause for every Bermuda Triangle disappearance is no more logical than trying to find a common cause for every automobile accident in Arizona. Moreover, although storms, reefs, and the Gulf Stream can be navigational challenges for their maritime insurance leader, Lloyds of London does not recognize the Bermuda Triangle as an especially hazardous place. And that's just from, you know, the UK's maritime insurance provider. Now, neither does the U.S. Coast Guard, which says, and I quote, in a review of many aircraft and vessel losses in the area over the years, there has been nothing discovered that would indicate that casualties were the result of anything other than physical causes. No extraordinary factors have ever been identified. And all of this information that I just now quoted has come from the History Channel website. Now, I wanted to make sure that's clear because, yes, History Channel website does tend to put out very good and credible information. But also... Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. And I'm asking you the question because I have the answer right here. In your show notes, does it say how many ships and aircraft have gone missing since the mid-19th century? I have the answer right here. Oh, good. I'm glad you asked. I actually have a list of them. I haven't counted them, though. So, more than 50 ships and 20 planes have vanished since the mid-19th century in the Bermuda Triangle, when statistically is actually no more than any other well-traveled part of the ocean, but still, conspiracy theories persist. Mm. However, the reason I bring this up is because, did you know that there's a Bermuda Triangle of space? I did, actually. It I'm is, playing that on a different episode. It, yeah, it, it's going to get weird. And, yeah, we already, we already talked about how this is probably going to be a multi-parter. Oh, but, it's got to be. Um, but there's a there's a space that lies above uh, the South Atlantic, uh, same ocean but different area, stretching Airspace. from Chile to Zimbabwe. Yep. Um, and apparently it even <clears throat> even all the protection that we've given, like, the ISS and other spacecraft against radiation. Apparently there's this one area in, you know, I guess outer orbit, mm-hmm. um, lower, lower space orbit. Yeah, that's it. Lower space orbit. Um, where the, that, that radiation, it's just, it's too toxic for us mm-hmm. to actually travel in. I, I just found that kind of on a random article while we were talking about it. Um, and I didn't know if you planned to talk about I guess we were going to talk about it in another episode. Teaser, you're welcome. Possibly. But I am glad you brought it up here. And I will go ahead and subjugate that by uh, putting out just this little bit of also teaser. So there is a thing with the Bermuda Triangle that supposedly it does extend into outer space. And I don't even have this in these notes, but this is something I've... Because the Bermuda Triangle has fascinated me for years. Oh, dude, same. It's always been one of my most as much as topics. I want to sit here and look at you and tell you you're full of shit. There is something about the Bermuda Triangle that is different that just shakes me, dude. Yeah, it, I'm shook over it. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like even even that fact that that I was just saying, like that specific area, it's statistically you're just as likely to crash in that area than any other 
well-traveled area of the ocean. But, but because it's in your mindset, you're more likely to. Maybe that's what it, it might be like a psychological dis- placebo effect. A placebo. It could be a placebo thing. I mean, it very well could be. It also could just be the fact that we're like, uh, because it's so well reported that we like, we immediately pay attention to shit that happens. There. I mean, maybe so. But I mean, also how many times have you ever driven over a bridge and you're like, I wonder if I just hang a hard right. You don't think they never thought the same thing in the Bermuda Triangle? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, am I the only one who's had that thought? No. No, I. in fact, I have a reoccurring nightmare where I drive off a bridge. I honestly, every time I pass over a bridge, I drive, over, I drive to Indiana like at least three times a week. I literally think every time I pass over a bridge, I'm like, I, I know there's somebody else in the car with me, but I really wonder what the fuck would happen if I just fucking really cranked it hard uh, right. Oh my God. Will I go over or will it stop me? I just want to know. It's a terrible thought, but it's all it is programmed in every what, fucking okay. human's brain. Let me ask you this. What do you say to that, though? As a conspiracy theorist, what do you say to the fact that the Bermuda Triangle is statistically no more likely to kill you than any other? I believe the statistics are skewed. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. What do you mean? Elaborate. I mean, statistically, if you go to any other ocean in the world and you look at their statistics of disappearances or anything, there's easily easily explainable explanations for those. In the Bermuda Triangle, there isn't. There's different parts of the ocean that where you know your marinage may not actually work out to your favor, right? And that's because of John, political and statistical John, the differences. S- the statistic wasn't about whether or not you could explain it. It was just about the amount of crashes. Yeah, I think the statistical needs to be explained. If you have yeah, a statistic, yeah, yeah. you no, need to I have understand. an explanation. I get what you're saying. It's like, yes, yeah, statistically, it, it's the same, but also statistically, if, if there's no there's answer. no answers, I see what yeah, you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think there's any kind of research on it that we could validate that, but I, my gut feeling says you're right about it. I'm sure somebody who's more dedicated could. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> Again, this I actually think we really should do a second part on this. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I th- where I we think- have more than 25 minutes to actually research this. Um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, me and John, we wanted to record two episodes today because we, we just wanted to get ahead. But, you know, he only had a little bit of time to prepare. When it's props on you, we, we cover a lot of shit. Yeah, I'm still not done. I'm not even halfway. Let's keep going. All right. Let's dive deeper into the Bermuda Triangle. So around the web, um, <laughs> here's what you can he find. Put, he put on his radio voice for that one. Listen, around the web. You know what? I've always wanted to be a disc jockey on the radio. Bro, that's what we're basically doing. I mean, like full on 98.9. No one listens to the radio. We're doing, we're doing better. We're doing. <laughs> also, I heard, thank you so much for your donation. <laughs> thank you for allowing us to be on your platform. Yep. <laughs> so around the web, um, in all probability, however... There is no single theory that solves the mystery. We're going to talk about this right here. <laughs> we have so many other stories like this, like the Loch Ness Monster, the devil, Satan himself. All these things can not be explained without a fair amount. I'm leaning into it. Don't give me that look. All, and I didn't write these in notes, so I'm, I'm just going off my knowledge. All these things cannot be explained within a fair amount of our own psyche. Much like 
the Bermuda Triangle. Okay. So these fears and these inhibitions that we receive from the Bermuda Triangle are things that we've been taught by modern media and culture. Also stories that have been passed down through generations. Now, there is an explanation, supposedly, that the Bermuda Triangle has actually been solved. The mystery is over, and we know the answer. Now, are you ready to hear what the supposed answer is? Because being the answer itself, I'm not sure I completely accept it. Is it not a magnetic anomaly? It's not. Which is fu- very interesting to me in, in, in like its entirety. So, here is the supposed mystery-solving answer. This is what many governments... And this is what many people seem to accept as now, and I'm talking about between 2018 and 2021, accept as the answer to the mystery. Natural gas hydrates occur in the ocean floor in such great volumes that they contain twice as much carbon, also known as coal, Mm. and oil. Conventional natural gas deposits. Now, this releases... These gases caused by sediment slides and other natural causes that have resulted in huge slugs of natural gas-saturated water, which causes a density shift to low float a ship. And in case you need an explanation for that. Yeah, can you break that down, please? Sure, absolutely. So basically what this means is that a natural gas causes a density differential in water itself. That causes a chemical reaction and a physical reaction to water in the way the H2O reacts to physical items. And it causes basically a vacuum effect that just immediately sucks down anything within its volume or within its area of effect. Um, in a Mythbusters episode, they actually tested this. And I strongly suggest you go check that out because it is a really interesting and very entailing episode. And I love the Mythbusters, and I really wish they would come back on the air. Now, enough localized atmospheric contamination to choke an air-aspirated aircraft could cause aircraft to have the similar effect and cause their engines to fail. The unexplained disappearances of ships and aircraft, along with their crews and passengers in the Bermuda Triangle might be tied to natural venting of gases, gas hydrates, um, or what we would really most likely refer to as just, you know, volcanic activity in the Bermudas. There is a paper that was written by a physicist from Harvard, and it states, and uh, there's no name, so I'm not going to quote exactly, but the paper describes that what gas hydrates are, their formation and their release, and their possible link to the mystery of the Bermuda Triangle concludes that it is something that could possibly affect aircraft as well as ships due to an immense amount of geothermic energy release. Okay, but why doesn't it affect ships and airplanes nowadays in general? Maybe there's been compensations that have been made. Meaning that our, our technology, technology has advanced okay. far enough got to be... It, a, yeah. Got it, got yeah. it, got it. Okay, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not trying to disprove or prove my theory because I'm not always on one side of things. No, obviously. You're just 
you're just taking the evidence that we have that's available and we're presenting it to the to the listener. Obviously. Exactly. And I want to say that, honestly, I b- personally believe that there is probably more unexplained things, but it is human nature to explain things, whether we realize that's factual or not. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree more. Now, there's another theory, which is personally, personally in my favor, and that is wormholes. Now, the next theory is wormholes. Now, Devin, how do you feel about wormholes? I, mm. You think they exist? Um, scientifically, I think that, that there could potentially be, um, constructs either naturally or built by, I guess, later on in our evolutionary naturally or unnaturally built by either advanced humans or alien species, either, either one, either way, either built by advanced aliens and or humans or naturally, I believe that theoretically you could have, if you if you view space as a sheet, I believe that there could be wormholes that would allow you to cheat the amount of time that that you versus the amount of uh, distance that you travel through space. Okay, and if that's what a wormhole is. Then, then yes, theoretically, I think it could exist. There is no proof of it in any way, shape, or form. Fair. But theoretically, yes, I believe if that's what your definition of a wormhole is, is that it's a basically a a shortcut. Then yes. Okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, without traversing into the theorem, which we will probably cover, and I, John, definitely make sure you do research on this. Uh, the theorem of wormholes and astrophysics combined with uh, the pyramids of Giza. No. See, that's where you lost me. Wormholes as a scientific hole are defined as for science... Oh, that's your mic. For science fiction enthusiasts, the wormhole theory holds a lot of appeal. Now, a wormhole is essentially a space-time shortcut. That could, yes, in theory, theory, eventually, and even potentially, allow time travel. Yeah, and that's that. I can I can get on board with theoretically. Yes, I mean we're all there, obviously talking about theoretics on, in this on our on our measly understanding of how the universe works. Theoretically, something of this nature could exist. Now, although wormholes haven't been proven to. Exactly exist quite yet. No, it hasn't close. stopped them from being thrown about as a Bermuda Triangle theory in its whole. <laughs> Some people point to the wormhole explanation as a reason as why many vessels aren't found after crashing in Bermuda. Even though we've already covered about how the fact that the turbulent seas in that area can cover the the currents of the oceans are quite there's just extreme. conflicting there's conflicting shit. That but goes at the on. same time, in this day and age, in 2021, you got to tell me that we already don't know. You cannot tell me that we don't know how the fucking flows of the ocean go and where we could possibly track debris. We 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 can. We just found the Titanic's any- wreckage. We can detect those. We kind have of found things. the Mariana Just, Trench. Well, the Mariana Trench isn't moving, John. It's that not moving, but we have found wreckage in the Mariana Trench. 
the point is is that yet we can track roughly not not to any great it, it's it's similar it's not to hard to track currents it's now. similar to predicting the weather like can we do it yeah we can predict it the currents change less than the weather right exactly so we can figure it out to a rough degree of uh, uh, some percentage of accuracy yes we can do that okay so Liz, all right i will agree with you on that okay glad let's, we could agree on let's something move on to <laughs> disappearances for aircraft then okay now, we did speak earlier about, collectively, Flight 19. Yes. That is one of the most popular uh, things. As Which well I think when we do part two, we'll, we'll do the cover whole. Cover more. Yeah. And we'll, I'm going to we'll, make a list at the end here. Yeah. And I think we're going to cover each one of those specifically in part two. Yeah, we're, we're giving a blanket. Yes. We're doing a blanket this episode. Maybe part two, part three. We, we really delve into I think something. having a part two would be phenomenal. That would be really a good. Well, first yeah, for us. I mean, it, it's similar to aliens. It's like with the Be- Betty and Barney Hill thing. It was like that's like one, yeah, <laughs> very small. I mean, we could have gone deeper too. We could have dived deeper. But yeah, absolutely. as far as like as what this is concerned, there's so much information. Yeah, the Bermuda Triangle cannot be covered in one hour. Yeah, it just and, can't. And probably this episode's already running over a little bit, but maybe not. No, no, nope. Not okay. promise it's cut, not. Cut, 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 cut. <laughs> uh, so here it is: disappearances. The planes collectively known as Flight 19 were scheduled to fly a three-hour exercise between Florida, Puerto Rico, Bermuda. Now, as the weather deteriorated, radio contact became intermittent, and the planes just disappeared. And the planes just disappeared. All 14 airmen on the flight were lost, as well were all 13 crew members sent out to look for them and as well as or all 13 crew members sent out to look for them in a search plane. 27 souls in all vanished without any trace. Now, Navy investigators never determined the exact cause of the loss of Flight 19. No defensive signs of the six aircraft or the 27 crewmen have ever been found. And now 75 years later, now, here are some interesting aircraft incidents that have happened in the Bermuda Triangle. In 1945, December 5th, Flight 19, or 5 Tango Bravo Foxtrot, lost with 14 airmen. And later, the same day, Papa Bravo Mike Mariner Buno, 59225, lost with 13 airmen while searching for Flight 19. And in 1947... July 3rd, a Douglas Charlie 54 aircraft crashed off of Florida coast after the pilot lost control due to turbulence. In 1948, January 30th, uh, Gulf Alpha Henry November Star Tiger lost with six crew and 27 passengers en route from Santa Maria Airport in the Eros Kinley Field of Bermuda. In 1948, December 28th, Delta Charlie 3, Nancy Charlie 16002, lost with three crew and 36 passengers en route from San Juan, Puerto Rico to Miami from Florida. 1949, January 17th, Avera Tundor, Golf Alpha, Golf Romeo, Echo, Star Ariel, lost with several or seven crew and 13 passengers en route from Kenley Field from Bermuda Transport. I'm not going to go through all these because there's quite a bit of them, but these are just a few of the lost, and we should respect the lost and the many 
Um, these are all, there's about 27 different instances here that I have on record um, that go over the amount of people uh, and dis- disappearances since over in what, we say 1914 was the first one? Through 1970s. 19th century. So yeah, so the, the entire 19th century. Uh, as well as, actually, there's been some that is early as in uh, 2015, by the way. Well, 19th century would be 1800, so I think that's got 2015 beat. Yeah, well, we, we have a disappearances as soon as 2015, as well as um, the SS El Fierro, uh, with a crew of 33 aboard, sank off the coast of the, uh, the Bahamas within the Triangle on October 1st, 2015, after sailing into Hurricane Juan, Search for the crews identified from the vessel have fifteen thousand feet below the surface. Is that and still is have that mysterious? In they 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 literally chartered into a hurricane. Is that a mysterious dis- disappearance? But the bodies and the ship are still kind of missing. Well, likely so. It was a hurricane. Look, all right. So, Devin, what are your thoughts so far? Um, definitely some unexplained shit that goes on in the Virginia Triangle for sure. My yep. gut tells me there's something weird going on, mm-hmm. but I like to view it scientifically. And like scientifically, I think that there's probably nothing going on. Do research and come back and meet on this. Part, part two. Part two. Let's do our first part two. Oh, Season two, part shit. two. Season two, part two. Are we going to do this? I think we will. Let's do this. This has been Will Takes a Bite out of the Bermuda Triangle. Part one. Part one. Possibly part two coming soon, so be sure to tune in. And as always, you can find me and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wolf Takes a Bite, P-O-D, all one word, all over case. And of course, this episode is brought to you by Gray Man Media. You can find us at Grayman underscore media on most social media platforms. And please consider donating to our Patreon at Grayman Media. Um, that is at Grayman Media. That helps all of our shows, including mine. It does help John. He gets to feed his dog. I need something. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week uh, with another episode of Wolf Takes Life. And remember, I love you guys. And always question everything. I'll see you on the next one. It's an hour. Absolutely. Listen. Take seven. This is it. Got it. You know, I'm not even going to correct you if you do it wrong. Great. So we're sinking again. Ain't no time, my friend. Today, my engine's cut away. Surrounding lightning just misses everyone. Surrounded lightning just misses everyone. And bails that always fails. You're flying so low over the seas. I bet you're gonna ambush me. I'm going down, 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 down in the seas. Bermuda Bermuda Triangle. Triangle. (laughs) Whoa!